fast you were going. What? How fast you were going. I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted until not. Leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to another episode of Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Iceman. Uh, let's get the housekeeping out of the way. We got a guest. Go like and subscribe if you happen to come watch the live videos on Wednesdays. Sometimes I pop a next one up. Go uh, like and subscribe. Hit the little bells so you know when I go live. If you're listening on audio, you're on Apple, go write a five-star review. Uh, I'll shout it out. If you're on Spotify, I don't think you can write one, but give us a five-star anyway. Share it with your friends. Share it with all the people you don't like, your enemies, especially your enemies. Share it with them. might teach them something. Help us get out there and get bigger. Bigger I get, the more shit I'll put out. So, if we got that out the way, we're going to introduce uh, Dan. I'm not going to, he can say his last name if he wants to. It's up to him. That's Dan, and he uh, is the owner and uh, curator and of Burley Boards. He likes playing with hard wood. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Ice Man. It's good to be with you. He is a, uh, I don't, I don't. I don't like to say that word, fan. He is a, a loyal listener. I consider him a like a member of the, the clubhouse. He listens to everything. He's active on all the other stuff and everything else. So, and he wanted to come on, and ask some questions, just have a conversation, and why not? So here he is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I just had a few questions I wanted to run past you, and uh, you know, I've heard the other couple episodes of interviews, and I listen to a lot of different podcasts throughout my day, and. Uh, you know, I listen to a couple of other police podcasts and I don't know, I just like some of the questions I love hearing the stories. Uh, but I've always got a, uh, I've got a, a twisted way of thinking sometimes. And I just had a few questions that I've never heard anyone ask. And I thought it would be kind of cool to hear your answers. Okay. Well, hit me with them. I guess I do my best. All right. As long as I'm not going to incriminate myself. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is a little bit of a scenario I want to set up for you. Uh, Let's say you're in a car with a rookie, right? It's his first day, first week on the job, you're doing FTO. So you put him in the car, you buckle him in, you hand him your coffee, you get him all nice and settled. What's the first? Do I have the little mirror so I can see him in the back seat to make sure he's okay back there? Yeah, sounds like a little passy. Sounds like a bit like a kid. (laughs) Well, it's exactly. I mean, you got to treat them like kids sometimes, right? I mean, I am older now. Um, Right, exactly. So, you know, you're, you're like the, the gruff old daddy. You hand him your cup of coffee and say, boy, don't you spill that. And uh, what what piece of advice do you give rookies as an FTO? I know you don't do that much anymore. but what No, would you give? it's kind of hard to do it on a motorcycle. Well, the last guy, right. the last guy I did do a lot of FTO with, was uh, he's been he's been on the podcast, was the Moose Knuckle. Uh, he's, still, he's still going strong. I mean, he's still doing it. He's still married to the woman that I married him to. Uh, that I did the ceremony, uh, knock wow. some wood there. Yes. Uh, back in the day, I guess when I started training stuff, I, I try to, 
I'm a hands-on person. And uh, hopefully you get a whole bunch of calls or whatever. And uh, their fir- his first day out, uh, I'm gonna, I'd be like, look, if we get any, this, any type of call, I'm going to handle it. You stand there, you listen and watch. You know, if we get an alarm, you know, I've had them before. <laughs> I know I'm getting off. So, uh, get a house alarm or open house. I had one one time look at me and they kind of like, because we get there and the door was ajar. I'm like, all right, look, you know, we're going to go in, we're going to do this, and we do that. And they look at me and I said, no, you're going to go first. I'm going to be right behind you. And they're like looking at me like, what? Like, no. I said, let me explain to you. I'm not letting, telling you to go first because I'm scared. I said, well, I am scared. I'm scared <laughs> that you're going to shoot me in the fucking back if, you, if you're behind me. I don't, I don't know how your weapon retention is. and you're, I'm like, that's why you're going in first. Not because I'm scared. I'm scared that you're going to shoot me in the back. So, but they'll look at you. My my main thing I tell any any person that wants to be in law enforcement. I said this on. Uh, I know you uh, listen to Steve Gould, which is a great guy. And things police see over there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still listen to him too. I was a guest on his podcast. I think that's where yeah, you actually heard me guy. the first time. That is. <laughs> and uh, but uh, like I said over there, don't. My main thing that I would tell anybody, rookie anybody. Is don't ever lie. Don't ever lie. Tell the always tell the truth. Because uh, you, I don't care how long you're in law enforcement. Uh, you could be the nicest guy in the world, uh, which I'm not. You're gonna get called on a carpet. You can't make everybody happy, or they. You can be very nice to somebody, and they still they they get pissed off because you write a ticket and call in a lie on you. You can still get called in on it. Just don't lie about it. I've been called in. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been called in. In my old department, I'm, I had my own file cabinet, okay? Because I started when I was in, what, 24 years old, and I had a mouth on me. Well, I still have a mouth on me. It's just a more educated mouth. Before then, I was just stupid. But just always tell the truth. And I, 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 like I told Don, the moose knuckle, I'm like, look, just always tell the truth. Don't lie, you know? And especially if you're on calls, if you go to a call and you say you're going to do something, you better do it. Don't just sit there and you use the threat. Well, if you don't do this, I'm going to, if you don't stop doing this, I'm going to arrest you. And then they do it again and you don't arrest them. You lost your credibility with that person. So don't, don't, don't say you tell somebody you're going to put them in jail and them do something and not put them in jail. So you better make sure it's actually against the law before you just start threatening people, you know. It. It's like if you have your taser out and you know you got your taser trained on somebody, it's like, hey, if you take one more step towards me, I'm going to tase you. And they take a step towards you and you don't freaking let them ride the lightning, you don't lost your credibility. Just don't lie, especially in administration. Uh, like I said, I've been on the carpet numerous times. I've been suspended numerous times. Uh, never been fired, but uh thought a few times I might be. But, <laughs> but uh, I've been, I mean, I've been suspended, you know, from work and stuff like that. But I never lied. When I came to this new agency I'm with now, what I'm with now, the of course, you know, sheriffs talk. You know, all these agencies talk. PD, sheriffs, they all talk together. So I knew when I went over and applied that this sheriff was going to call my old sheriff. And that was one of the, because the, uh, the sheriff I'm working for now told me what the other one told me. He's like, that was one of the first things he said. He said, you know. I won't say my name. I catch myself sometimes. So I'm glad I've been doing this for a while, so I don't have to edit it. He said, "He said, you know, he said one thing about the Iceman. You know, he's like, you know, he, he might ruffle some feathers every now and then because I'm rough around the edges. I'm not one of those, you know, polished up, you know, 
cops and mm-hmm. you know the super articulate anybody that listens to me I'm not super articulate but the sheriff did tell me he says he will never lie to you you call him and ask him something he will I mean he told him that another sheriff told me he told me he's like you do your job you got everybody's back and that you don't lie I'm like no I don't lie if I'm going to get suspended I'm going to get suspended but don't come at me with something I didn't do because I'll fight you teeth and nail because I'll never admit something I didn't do but if I did it if you say like, hey I got called in one time 100 years ago and it's like I was dealing with somebody. I was actually a bailiff at the time. I was being punished from telling somebody else something. They made me go bailiff for about a year. <laughs> and, uh, this this girl or something come by, her, her boyfriend come by, and I had seen him at the gym and stuff before. And she said something, and something I looked, and I don't remember exactly what it said, but I looked at her and I said, I, said, I don't know why you're acting like that. I saw you. She must have said something about working out or something like that. Because uh, I used to be a gym rat, and... I said something, I said, well, your boyfriend's a big steroid head. That's all he is like that. You know, I'm in full uniform. And of course, you know, she went and told him, and they go complain on me. And they called me, and it's like, well, what'd you say? I said, I told her her boyfriend was a big steroid head. <laughs> They're like, can't say that. And I'm like, well, I said it. That's a quote. Well, you have to get a day suspension on that one. I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, I said it, I said it. And I'm, actually, on that one's kind of funny, because I was supposed to get suspended for a day, and they never told me what day to be suspended, so I, don't, I never did take that suspension day. That's right. <laughs> I know I never did. I never did because the administration will get. I got was getting suspended one other time uh, early in my career. It was from wrecking a car. I was getting two days. You know, we worked shift work, of course. So I asked if I could be suspended on a, that that went uh, the following up Wednesday and Thursday, so I could have the whole entire week off like a vacation. And the chief operations threw me out of his office and told me I would get a phone call, let me know when I would be suspended. I could not pick my suspension days. <laughs> so, uh, I was just trying to work it out, you know. I mean, I was, you know, if I was going yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, just never, don't, don't lie. Don't lie. I mean, there's, uh, I actually have thought about it. I'm glad you said that because I had thought about it. I'm going to write myself a note because I'm old. There's a, have you heard about the, uh, the Brady list they have, all these different agencies they call them. All right, well, well, we won't get totally into it because I want to do an episode just talking about it. It's not going to be a funny episode. It'll actually be a serious one, which those are far and in between with me. But the a Brady, if you do not want to get put on a Brady list, what, what a Brady list basically is, is if, you have, uh, if you're in law enforcement, you know we have to testify and stuff like that. If, they, if you've been found to lie, if you've lied on a report, if you lied on anything else like that, and you lied, and you get, especially with law enforcement, lied on an arrest, let's say you write a report, leave something out of it, or you add something, or this and that, anything, you do not lie. <clears throat> you get put on a Brady list, and these district attorneys have it. And basically, you're shit to testify now. Mm-hmm. Nothing you say on the, nothing you say at that, from that point forward, is, is credible on the stand. Nothing. So basically, if I arrest somebody, I mean, it, ba- it basically nullifies you from being able to do your job completely. And yeah. I don't know if you can get off of a Brady list or, or how. I mean, I'm going to do some research on it. The reason this was is <clears throat> I'm not saying nobody's. I know somebody who who's still in law enforcement who we just found out is on a Brady list, but he was applying at some other places, even though he's with another agency. He had no clue he was on his Brady list. 
Mm. So he's working on seeing, talking with people, trying to see if you can even get off of it or whatever. So that's why I want, I want to do an episode on the Brady list. But you don't want to get put on the Brady list. Right. And I tell anybody, even civilian people, uh, I don't care how rich you are, how poor you are, or anything else like that. Men and women, most of you know, I say men. A man, you, to me, you only, you only have a couple things in this world. And two of the most important things you have is is your word and your integrity. That's right. To me, once you want, once you know, if I can't trust somebody's word and you don't, you don't have no integrity, I don't care if you if you if you like Elon Musk and the richest person in the world. To me, you ain't shit. If you have no integrity and stuff left, you're just no. So, like I said, I'm, all that other stuff, race, creed, color, religion, money, and everything, your word and your integrity is all you got. That's it. A man's only as good as his word. I was just rambling, but that's all good. Tell tell the truth. You know the box. uh, Y'all seen the box or heard them? If y'all watch, I FTO'd him. He's always picking. Almost got him killed. Which I mean, I almost almost I possibly could have like, according to state police, you know, I could have killed the whole entire town, but. He (laughs) says, I mean, it was only like a four or five mile radius, but (laughs) but anyway, he says, he's like, you almost got me killed. I almost got a whole bunch of people killed. You're still here. We survived it. It's all good. Get over it. So, I mean, but I FTO'd him. uh, There's a guy, the Highlander. Me and him have talked recently. He's really busy. He's a, he's a lieutenant where he's at. He's, he's almost, he's getting ready to retire from a state agency. You know, he's a lieutenant. I FTO'd him when he first started. Me and him were actually roommates for a while. He's a good guy. Uh, there's another guy FTO'd through his rookie time. He's uh, now the warden at, at, a, at a jail as a major. He's, he runs the whole the thing. It's kind of funny. I, I, all these people I trained are, like, way higher ranks than me. <laughs> it's like I just – I mean, I was a sergeant. I mean, I was uh, – I was offered lieutenant spots twice and passed it up because it took me out of motorcycles. But yeah. and if I stayed at my old agency, I'd probably be a lieutenant right now. But you know, I mean, I train people like you know that are like you know majors and captains and lieutenants. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I must have done or something right, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just got a mouth. You're a good training officer. But yeah, my mouth has always kept me in in hot water. Well, if there's one thing I've learned in life, it's this. Like I said before, man is only as good as his word. Uh, and two, you're probably going to get in trouble regardless, uh, but you'll get in a lot less trouble for telling the truth than you will for telling a lie. Oh, yeah. You may be, people might get mad. You might hurt somebody's feelings. But, in, you know, you tell a lie, you got to tell another lie to cover up for that lie. And lies That's right. on top of lies. If you t- I don't have to defend the truth. The truth is what it is. So. Exactly. Tell me a lesson or something you learned or an event that changed you as a police officer. Uh, there's a lot of those. It changed me as a cop or a person. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, change the way you do police work. You got one of those? Oh, well, I'll tell you what changed the way we do police work was the damn cell phone cameras. I <laughs> 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 changed a lot of shit there. Uh, I had to learn how we, us older guys, before they had all this technology, with policing was a whole lot different back in the day. I'm not saying we were running around yeah. just violating people's constitutional rights. It was just a different way of policing. Uh, but the bad guys were different also back then. So right. that's a whole different story. But uh changed me the way I do policing. 
uh I've had some life experiences uh in my in my personal life that changed mm-hmm. the way I did policing. Mm-hmm. Uh way you know people suffering with mental illness uh and drugs and stuff like that. I mean, I still I'm still real hard on people on drugs and stuff like that, but I have a, a different understanding on how somebody can be addicted and no, I was not, it was not me who was addicted, but I've had, like I said, personal stuff in my life deal with it. And uh, I guess it changed the way I treated uh, price. So some, not all, it depends on the person and how they're acted on uh, people suffering from addiction and stuff like that. Probably. Gotcha. But that's probably it. No. Uh, I think the older, it's why I think the older I get as a, as a person helps me in law enforcement because I have more life experiences and mm-hmm. I don't know about any other people in law enforcement. I mean, I've used a lot of my own life experiences on the job, especially dealing with mental illness people or people high on drugs or, and stuff like that. If you're able to pull out from your, your own life experiences, I think you're more genuine when you're talking to them because people can tell if you're just bullshitting them, you know? Sure. Sure. Uh, this next one's a two-parter. What's the best excuse you've ever heard to get out of a ticket? And has anyone you've ever arrested made you laugh? Oh, there's plenty of made me laugh being arrested. I mean, some people are just really nice when you arrest them. Uh, they're just <laughs> funny. Just like when people, I mean, I've had people tell me, thank you for giving them a ticket. And I'm like, well, they're just so nice. Uh, I don't arrest a lot of people because I'm a motor cop. Most, you know, traffic guys don't arrest a lot of people. Most people I did, you know, the road guys would take them because they had warrants or something like that. So I probably haven't arrested, but like physically arrested like maybe three people in the last five years, me personally. Now, I pull people over with warrants. They hear them, the road guys, like, I'll come take care of it because it's a stat for them. And they know I can't transport. So they just grab it and go do the paperwork. So I can't remember any off any personal individual that just, you know, made me just laugh funny. Uh that I no, no uh my safe words pineapple. No, no. Um, I remember we uh I was assisting this uh this guy arresting a mentally ill female and she was like probably all about ninety five pounds and uh don't don't think just because a female only weighs ninety five pounds, they ain't squirrely as shit. Especially when they yes, sir. they fucking batty as a bat cave too. Well, for some reason, she thought I guess in her mind, or she saw, she thought I was the devil and he was an angel. Oh, that's right. And it, 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 I talked about it before. Yeah, boy, she just did not like me. I'm the devil. You're the devil. You know, and I've I've arrested Jesus's wife. Of course, what she said. Uh, oh. And Jesus made her dress like a slut, so <laughs> just just stuff like that. I mean, they, some of the stuff I mean is actually it makes you laugh that it shouldn't even be funny. But it's just you just can't. I don't recall that so. verse in the Bible. Thou shalt no. dress like a harlot. I don't recall that. Well, one. though Jesus told her that. That's what. Yeah. No. Oh, Jesus told. Yeah, her. yeah. Wow. She was married to Jesus, and uh, I'm not. I don't, those, I don't think. Were those some of the red words? I don't believe those words. Were uh, red. Yeah, yeah, no. That was before she decided to take her uh, like six inch spike heels and and she uh like cow kicked me right in my shin 
I think I had motor boots on. It still hurt, but she actually dented my motor boots with them damn, them damn heels. I don't know if wow. I ever talked about that one. That was funny, but yeah, she she was plum nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have answered this one before, uh, and I actually thought about uh, the cell phone issue uh, when I was writing this question, but. With all the changes being made in law enforcement, is there anything that you wish that you could change or revert back to in policing? I don't know if I answered that one, too. Revert back to. Mm. Is there something that they changed that you guys are like, this is never going to work? And sure enough, it didn't, but it worked before if y'all did it a different way. Well, I could. I had to think on that one for a minute. Uh just so much stuff has changed. I know I'm glad they got more training now. You know, it's a pain in the ass. Maybe it's about mm-hmm. I just had to go through uh, taser recertification recently. Uh, well, yesterday. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. The only stuff I say has changed was, uh, I don't know. You got to watch your language more. I think the way you talk to some people because, you know, you're on camera and all that stuff. Everybody's video and uh Mm, I don't know. It's, it goes from department to department. I mean, I was—I I used to work for a department where if you had tattoos on showing, you had to have them. You had to cover them. You couldn't have any tattoos on them. To one now, I mean, department I work for now, you can have a full sleeve as long as you don't have nothing uh, sexually or you know racist or anything on your body. Uh, you know, correct. Nothing explicit. Yeah, the other department I had you can't. Don't even facial hair. You have a mustache. The one I work for now, you, you can't have a full beard year round, but you can have like a goatee. Uh, it's just, it goes by department, department. Uh, I wish there was, go back to less paperwork. That that's, mm-hmm. that would probably be my main thing. There's so much, the, all these, I, I, I never really watched it because to me it was like watching work, but like live PD and cops and all that stuff, all them supposedly true crime, you know, real life shit they have. They show the cops out there doing this and doing that and working this crash and arresting all these people, but they never show you the hours that they spend afterwards that writing reports. Getting writer's cramp at the end of your show. Well, you type it now, but but just mm-hmm. the, the the paperwork, the paperwork, the amount of paperwork yeah. is stupid. Yeah. I mean, just when I, I got a two when I work a two car crash, I mean, you're looking at it's like four or five pages just just for two cars. Sure. Yeah, buying a paperwork. And when I first started, a two-car crash was one piece of paper front and back. But they want all this other information now for all these stats and all this other stuff. I just wish the paperwork was just a little bit less. So you could concentrate probably more on actually policing. Or policing, could go, yeah. Or it could go back to when administrations, my, no, not speaking of mine, okay, I got to say one thing, man, none of my kissing is that. The the department I work for and my administration people are are, are great. Uh, I've worked for different, like I said, all kind of different people. These people are great. Uh, I wish it would go back to where a lot of administration would have their people's back. Their mm-hmm. officers' backs a lot more because personally, you see all this crap on the news, crimes running rampant, especially in these big cities and all that stuff. The reason is, is because the police are kind of being like firemen now. What do firemen, nothing against firemen, but what do firemen do besides wash the truck and cook chili and play PlayStation? <laughs> they, they, they're they doing that because they are 
they sit at their 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 station and they wait to get called usually to a fire or some type of medical emergency, right? Correct. Firemen are not out patrolling looking for shit. That's right? right. Well, that's what police work's turning into, unfortunately. Police are finding a tree or a parking lot and they're meeting up and they're hanging out and they're sitting there waiting for the next for the radio to crack and call their number so they can go to the next get called to a call. Policing is turning into report taking. And mm-hmm. it's turning into uh it's turning to be you know it's it's being uh how did I put it before? It's uh you're just being reactive and not proactive. They're just reacting. Correct. They're just reacting to the call that they get. Like, oh, uh, Joe Blow called and him and his wife are, you know, having a civil matter because she's uh, 10 minutes late dropping a kid off or whatever and all this stuff like that. It's turning into that. That's the problem with police work now. I wish, And that's because administrations don't have your back. You don't want to go out there and start busting your ass doing Terry stops and doing all this stuff, looking for crime, trying to prevent crime. Because if shit pops off, next thing you know, the bad guys either, you know, he's either going to be a millionaire, his family's going to be a millionaire, and they want to lock you up in jail. Right. That's a bit backwards. What's your favorite on-duty or off-duty weapon? What you got? Uh, Everybody laughs when I say this. My favorite weapon I was ever issued on duty and, and it's a and it it is a freaking boat anchor. It is so heavy. Uh but it was uh it was like the best shooting uh gun I had. I I, I liked shooting it was my I had a we we used to be issued a bread and nine millimeter back in the day. Uh and I I loved my Beretta. I mean, I still like that gun. Everybody's like, what? And I mean, yeah, it was heavy. I mean, it was a, it's a boat anchor. It's heavy as all get out compared to a Glock. And, but it was, it, for me, it was a reliable gun. It never gave me no crap. I shot it great. I mean, my scores were always way up there and everything else. And it just, so yeah, it's heavy. Beretta. It's not going to move as much. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, and it, if it does break, I can knock you out with it. <laughs> Correct. Heavy. Well, we'll get into another story another time, probably when I'm off about a, or it can be used as a choking device. Uh, <laughs> some, Almost as a hammer, also. Some guys, uh, I know some guys carry, you know, I know some guys are carry their their duty weapons off duty. It's just so bulky, it's too big. Uh, some mm-hmm. carry compacts. I have two. I, I got a little twenty-two, like five-shot revolver, almost like a Derringer. It's real little. People laugh at it like that. A real gun. It's like fuck around and find out. Uh, Actually, I usually, I don't even know what brand this is. Uh, this is like a little 380, you see right here. I just took it out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got the belt clip and stuff on it. So I just stick it in my oh, front nice. pocket like that. It just looks like a knife, basically. And I mean, yep. I'm not shooting nobody far. It's got the little mm-hmm. laser dot on it and shit. Automatic. And that, that's usually what I have in my pocket when I'm not working. I mean, what, yeah. So it's just, it's not bulky. It fits in my pocket and nobody really notices it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, do you have any reputable charities or events that the general public can support or anything we can do to show uh, support for law enforcement, uh, especially local law enforcement? And there's a lot of, uh, the, the officers that I've met around here, you know, I, I try to ask them like, Hey, what are some things we can do to show support? And, and their, their answer is simple, but I get it. They're like, don't break the law. 
feel like that's plain and simple. Just be a, a normal citizen and, and don't ruin my day. Yeah, I mean, that's just basic. Uh, the charities, now, uh, my agency is a part with a, a lot of other agencies. We have uh, the Gulf Coast Police Championship Motorcycle Competition. We're one of mm-hmm. the bigger ones in the United States. Uh, we're pretty popular because our, our first place, our, our Mr. Rodeo and our top prizes, I mean, for Mr. You and Mr. Rodeo out here, it's probably equivalent to about ten to $15,000 worth of stuff they give you. Guns. Wow. And so so we're a pretty big rodeo. We'll we'll get 160 to 180 motorcycles from all over the country coming in, come down. We have sometimes guys from Canada. And uh, they uh, we we raise all our money to go to Dream Day, which is uh, part of St. Jude. Okay. So I think over the last 15 or 20 years, I think with the motorcycle competition, I think we've clo- raised probably close to a million dollars to give to them over the years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, anything with St. Jude itself, I mean, to me, I don't know about a whole bunch of other ones, but I know for a fact they, all their money actually goes to that. They don't have, they're not paying, you know, they're not paying celebrities to do commercials for them on TV and shit like that. All the money, right. 100% of the money goes to St. Jude. So, yeah. that, that's why I'd support St. Jude because, some of these other ones, you know, the, when you got a CEO working for the nonprofit that's making, you know, a th- million dollars a year, no, no. Yeah. Or buying large mansions with some other ones. I'm, I won't I say that. <laughs> <laughs> or a second yacht. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this next question actually came up because of a real life event that I witnessed uh, last year, as a matter of fact. And I honestly, I really wanted to do something, but didn't know how to do it without possibly endangering myself uh, or freaking out the officer that was in need of help. Uh, So I witnessed an event in which a cop needed help restraining someone that they were trying to arrest. Basically, it was a traffic stop. They were standing at the front of the bad guy's vehicle. Uh, It was nighttime. And the guy, uh, cop was patting him down, found something, pulled it out put it on the, the hood, went to cuff him up. And as soon as he tried to hook him up, the guy took off running. Uh, a fight ensued. He turn, turned around, swung at the cop. Uh, and then the next thing I know, they're on the ground in the middle of the road trying to fight it out. Luckily, uh, backup was right behind him. Before I could even get my truck stopped and in park, the other officer tackled the guy to the ground and, and you know, it was on. Uh, and they did get him hooked up. But I thought about that all the way home. If I'm ever in a situation where that happens again, is there anything I can do to help the officer, especially if backup's not around? Uh, how should I approach without coming off as a threat, and what can I do, if anything, to assist without being in the way? Well, if the cop at that point, he probably already knows how many people are in the car or who's in the car or if he's by himself. And me personally, if if I'm in a fight that bad, I'm on the ground, if some civilian runs up and says, I'm here to help you, I'm pretty sure he's not hollering at the bad guy, you know. Yeah, I would yeah. just I would just verbalize, "Hey, I'm here to help you," or whatever, and, pre- and then help him. You know, if he's right. fighting that hard, he's not going to pull a gun out and shoot you because he's fighting this guy. So, uh, but I just run up, "Hey, I'm here to help you," or whatever like that, and help him that way. Just let him know you're coming to help him. You know, 
So yeah, gotcha. That, that's what I would do. I mean, because I don't know any cop that's gonna say, "Oh, I sure wish that civilian wouldn't have saved my ass from getting my ass beat," you know? I mean, or something like that. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, well, if you just let let it, let it, let us know you're there, that you're coming or whatever, you know, and uh, once. Uh, I guess once they, did they do get him just restrained or whatever, just step back and, you know, just stay until they say, okay, no, thanks no. or whatever. You can go or whatever like that. No. But just verbalize. Just don't just run up and, you know, tackle somebody or whatever. Just just let them know you're coming or coming to help them in some way. Gotcha. Because, like I said, if yeah, I'm, that, if that, I'm fighting that I'm hard. hard. I, I tend to be a bull in a china shop a lot of times, and that was, that was my plan because the guy had his back to me. Yeah. And was standing up, and if if I had had time, it, it was that was it. I was just gonna, I was gonna just tackle the guy and just, I'm you know almost three hundred pounds. I was just gonna lay on top of him. He wasn't gonna go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm well fully clothed in uniform. I have lost like twelve pounds, but still, if, I mean, but I'm in, well, for just fully clothed. I'm, I dress out. I'm dressing out like a deer. I dress out uh, about like way the other day. I was just curious. Uh, I was just like two ninety eight or something like that. So, mm. and I'm not super tall, man. I'm like six foot, so it's like I'm like some big giant. But yeah, so I couldn't be working over there with, with, in Texas. Uh, my waistline might be a little too big around. Yeah, you're not. Uh, you're not up to model status. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not a model. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I could be a BBW model. Yeah, that's right. Or BB, they make good uh, money on uh, uh, the OnlyFans. Or BBM. Look, I don't like to look at myself naked. I don't. I'm sure people would probably pay me to put my clothes back on. I, I, this <laughs> girl's making ten thousand dollars a week selling pictures of their feet. I mean, well, I got that one know, girl. You can sell pictures of her hands. That sells, Roy would pay you good money for Roy, that. Roy would pay me money from pictures of my hands whenever he's not in Facebook jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that dude there. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got that girl on somewhere. I mean, well, she she was selling her farts in a jar. I mean, what kind of sick bastard wants to buy some girl's farts? She actually got sick from doing that. There was a story they did on her where she she had shared her diet yeah, and she was, was eating, eating so much fiber yeah, that she clean. actually yeah she went to the hospital for it. <laughs> but I mean, who who pays money for that? We're on the wrong wrong podcast, but uh, some sad desperate people. That's some. Poor sad dude that yeah that that's got some weird fish sitting there by himself in a dark room with a bottle of lotion. And a glass jar. And a glass jar that smells like shit. <laughs> Whacking <laughs> off like oh yeah, it smells so shitty. I mean God if he just got a job fuck? at the water treatment plant, he'd be in heaven. Yeah, I mean he's like <laughs> Oh, what, is he going to be like a janitor somewhere? It's like, oh, I'll clean the women's bathroom. He's in there looking at toilet seats or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, my mind's going. Working overtime, baby. Ugh. This is gross. I got a, got a few more questions for you. The last are going to be pretty quick. But um, I got one more about policing here I wanted to ask. So it seems like. Stories that we we talk about on Wednesday nights, you know, police in the news and not just on your podcast, but also uh, things police podcast, the police applicant podcast. Um, and, and then poli- there's one that they do together, police in the news. 
you hear constantly about cops that just they don't seem to get either enough training or the quality of training that they should. And I've wondered and, and I realized that a cop, you know, uh, there are some departments that offer better training than others. Right. Um, at least that's what I've heard, uh, because the training for each department is different. Like here where I live, it's uh, seven weeks, seven weeks. You're in and out and you're you're out policing. Um, some it's, you know, 14 weeks, some it's longer. So do you think we should have not a national police? Don't misunderstand what I'm asking you, but a standard national police training that as a country, this is how we police. And then each department may have their own rules, but like, should all cops be trained the exact same? No, I don't think so. My, okay. my reason for that is, uh, we're not going to police. And I, I'm going to say with this training, uh, they're going to teach cops in California a whole different way than they're going to teach cops down South. Uh, because, mm. I mean, just the regions are so much different. Uh, hell, in California, you got so many stupid laws over there. And then you just, I mean, I think a lot of the, what they don't understand, a lot of the training is generalized. You're going to have the, everybody's going to have basically the same taser training. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody's going to say if this, basically the same chemical weapons training. They're going to have the same uh, impact weapons with ASP or whatever they're carrying. They're going to have basically the same. Because I went through academy, I got certified on the ASP and that was that PR-24, that nightstick-looking thing. I, I never sure. carried I never carried one. I never carried an ASP. Uh, and I did that for, for my my uh, freedom and the people's safety because I knew back then I knew I had a, a – I was I didn't just go out and attack people, but I had hothead. Uh and I didn't You had a I, three foot you I, had a three foot flashlight you carried Yeah, around. yeah, I did. And but I I didn't want to I didn't want to have an extra stick that I could hit people with. So correct, but, but I was correct. certified on that. So everybody I mean in I guarantee you the the cops up in California are probably doing the same training for that stuff. They probably go through the same uh defensive tactics or SSF F G or whatever how they the it is uh they're going to do the same hand a lot of hand-to-hand stuff basic training the problem is it's like like the defensive tactics uh i think we got to have what was it eight hours or ten hours uh of defensive tactics every year we have to in louisiana by post standard Mm. because we have to have so much training every year i don't know about other states i'm sure it's the same but over here to be able to keep my post up uh, I have to have so many hours of training every year, including firearms, uh, defensive tactics. Uh, and we got to, you know, other stuff. There'll be domestic violence or some other. But we have to have so many hours of training every year. So I'll, I don't think it would be uh, like that standardized testing they do for kids and stuff. I don't I, I don't agree with that because you got kids across the country that's, they, they're, they're just, just totally different. I don't know how Correct. much you've traveled. I, I mean, that. I mean, you take a, a Louisiana boy like me, which I've been to California when I was in boot camp. But you take somebody like me, and I go to California or places like that, or New York or in big cities. I mean, I'm like a fish out of water. 
you know. Mm-hmm. And I know, I'll say this, I know, I ain't big city cops and stuff like that. They they talk shit about cops like me, like old country cop or whatever. I'm like, it's all good, you know. Got a big city cop. But you know what? Like Chicago cops, you watch videos, New York, all these big city cops. Uh, when shit happens, you watch these videos, next thing you know, you know, 45 seconds to a minute later, there's 20 cops there. Yeah. Okay. When I'm out writing tickets, like I said, they can talk all their shit they want. When I'm out writing tickets and pulling cars over there that I don't know who or what's in it, if my shit goes bad, my backup, if I'm lucky, is 10 minutes away on a good day. My backup could That's be nine and a half minutes my, too long. My my backup could be way longer than that, depending on where I'm at. If I'm yeah. the area I'm working at, if I'm working on the uh, if I'm working on the uh, the eastbound side, my backup is a is it, it that be them running as fast as their vehicle could go with no traffic at 100 plus miles an hour would probably still be 15 20 minutes out in ideal situation. So you're looking in one direction, I'm working because uh. They got to do a big loop. There's no way to cross over because it's all water. In a, Correct. So, so, so me, like I said, big city cops, you know, got respect for y'all. I mean, I know y'all's job's hard. You don't have to deal with a bunch of shit, but y'all also have backup around the corner all the time. We don't. We have to handle our own shit, and I've had to before. So policing's different everywhere. You can't say so that's why I said the training can't be the same. Yeah, big city cops are also like having – you know, big bad dogs, but they've removed all their teeth. Nobody's scared of them no more. <laughs> they actually took the teeth out the dogs. Yeah, got uh, rubber teeth. Uh, well, uh, rap whistles. And, no, no, I got, and I got my rap whistle right here. <laughs> uh, you know where that come from, right? It's supposed to be a rape whistle, but I sent them a text and I misspelled it and spelled rap instead of rape. So they oh, c- I thought they flagged you for saying the R word on uh on on Facebook. Mm-mm, no, we was in, we have a group text, all four of us together, and uh, <laughs> and I was sent something out, and I misspelled rape, and I put rap. So now they call it the rap whistle. Is where they, they, that's them picking on me all the time. So, but we all go yeah, back and funny. forth. It's fun. That's why Freebird's got nipple coverings. <laughs> so. <laughs> We go back and forth with each other, but that's where that came from. No one because of uh, YouTube or Facebook is because I misspelled it. Cause I'm, I'll be telling y'all too. I'm a horrible speller. Thank God for spell checks. The, one of the most most phenomenal things for me in the world because I suck at spelling. I always have. I was not hooked on phonics. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was not. So yeah, but no, no, no that one, no, good. no national. I just don't see it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't think that national police is a good idea. In fact, no, I don't think that idea, sounds like the Gestapo to me. We already have that. It's correct. Called, it's called correct. the correct. We already have national police. It's called the FBI in the mm-hmm. U.S. Marshal Service. That's we already have it. So yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if maybe like uh, you know every cop in every city is trained the same for the same amount of weeks, so on and so forth. Well, it's not going to be the same. Like I said, uh, Holstera lives in Florida, and uh, I. You know where he lives at. I'm not saying the whole state's like this. Where he's at, the, the sheriff's office don't even respond to crashes or write crashes. The state police writes all the crashes. Out where I'm at, the state police, will, if they have, they're shorthanded. I'll get them. But uh, if they have somebody, they they may send somebody to a state highway to work the crash. And I'm, where I'm at, you know, 99 percent of the time we work those too. 
it's a sheriff's office. I've seen uh, some of these mm-hmm. other places where the the sheriffs the sheriff's office aren't you know is just like the sheriff's office aren't as powerful as well. I mean, over here, the, I mean, the sheriff. The only people that outrage the sheriff's office is the state police over here. You know, I mean, the sheriff right. is the ultimate authority in their parish or county, as y'all would have. So it's just it's Correct. so it's so different from. Oh, like I said, I mean, you just you know, uh, you come around here, you can go from where I live at with my. Everybody says I sound like I got a country accent, which I don't hear. I don't hear it at all. To where I work at, which is just forty miles away, and the people I work with that live in that area have a totally different accent than what I have just forty miles away. They mm-hmm. have they have Bayou accents down there, uh, just forty miles. Now you go. 40, 50 miles in the opposite direction from where I live, uh, east from where I live, New Orleans area. New Orleans, right. New Orleans homeless, slide out. They have, they have a totally different accent than what I have. I mean, so right. you're looking at what, no, let's say a, what, a 100 square mile, 100 ra- mile radius around here. That's three different accents right there. Mm-hmm. So just imagine the whole country. I mean, so. No, it, it, everything's too much different. I mean, it's like going to. You go, I go. I I guarantee you, if I went, to, which I have no need to go, if I went to New York, that would be like going to a different world to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. The Opelousas to Bro Bridge to Slidell to Lake Charles to you know, they all sound a little bit different everywhere you go. Um. All right, so these are going to be short and simple. They're going to be a little bit more uh, lighthearted, but just some fun questions. Uh, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? You got any hobbies? Well, yeah, now podcast. <laughs> podcast. Believe it or not, it. Uh, it yeah, I don't know about other people, but it, it takes up. Like I said, well, I do all the the graphics with the. It didn't take up as much time when I was just doing audio, <clears throat> but yeah, it takes up enough time with, with doing all my video stuff. Uh, the midweek news. I have to find new stories. I got to read through them, make sure which one's good, which one's bad. Uh, find my biggest thing, and I've said it before, is finding guests, uh, other law enforcement, because I, I don't know some of the other guys like Steve and uh, the ten eight guy and stuff like that. They they seem like they get guests pretty good. I don't know if people are just scared of me or what, but uh, <laughs> my hardest thing is finding finding other uh, guests. You know that's why a lot of times you know, and I don't like to skip skip sunday so sometimes it's just me telling some stories from the week and they're they're short but uh i, I think i got some guys lined up coming up hopefully and then i might have somebody lined up and uh something falls through and stuff like that so yeah. the hardest thing for me is finding guests so yeah it, it does take up a lot of time because during the week you know i'm i'm reading stories i'm looking up stuff i'm trying to find guests i'm trying to keep up with this i'm started being more active on social media with you know, Facebook, I got Instagram now. I've been doing a lot more posts there. I didn't realize, I mean, shit, I told told the wife, bam, the other day, today, I was like, man, it's like I don't have, I barely have enough time. It's like I'm, I'm always doing something to try to keep myself out there and active and, you know, so. You find the podcast is a good way for you guys to blow off some steam? Uh, I, I think so. I enjoy it. Uh, I've had, you know. I've had some people say, you know, something about Patreon and stuff like that. I understand a lot of guys do it. Uh, I didn't start doing this trying to get rich or famous. Uh, 
Right. I just wanted to make people laugh, maybe understand us a little bit more. If it happens, it would be great. I mean, who don't want to be sure. rich? But if it don't, it don't happen. I mean, I've been going on for two years now or so. And, uh, it's just, it's fun. I've had some guys, uh, the guy that just uh, recently came on the last one, uh, the bumper jumper. I had been on him for about mm-hmm. a year. I've been on him about a year trying to get him on. Finally got him on. He come on. He's like, oh, man, that was so fun. I mean, now he wants to come back, and we're going to probably do another episode. But a lot of people like, are hesitant until they actually get here, and they get in and they kind of see what's going on. So I enjoy it. It's fun. I get, I've got to meet – I could meet you. I mean, I've got to meet people all over the country and the world, like JoJo and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's that would have never happened if I wouldn't have done this either. Yeah, the, the unofficial – Australian correspondent for the podcast. Yes, yes, that's, <laughs> that's our correspondent from down under. Love it, love it. Well, I'm glad to hear you got some more guests lined up. That's good. Uh, what's the Iceman's favorite cookie? Oh, cookie. Mm-hmm. I don't eat a lot of cookies. But if I'm going to eat a cookie, I would like a peanut butter cookie. I like the one from uh, Subway or something like that. I like peanut butter. like that. Yeah, I like, like peanut butter. Peanut butter fudge or stuff like that. Yeah, peanut butter. Like a good snickerdoodle. I guess. Uh, it's like peanut butter flavored cookie. I, I was fine as a kid until I met little Debbie and she introduced me to the oatmeal cream pot. I messed my whole world uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> little Debbie is a bitch. She's yeah, a bitch. Yes. And she's telling she she so beetles. skinny. Yeah. It's like Wendy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wendy likes to square what? meat. On a round bun. I never mm-hmm. understood that. <laughs> she never got that whole square peg thing, did she? No. Uh-uh. She <laughs> failed that in kindergarten. <laughs> What's your favorite classic car, brother? Uh, if I could have any classic car, I'd want a 68 Camaro. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's, that was probably one, yeah. All right. Well, maybe you could uh, could sell you a couple camels, save you up some money. I'd like to have a camel. I'll, I'll keep my pump personal car. It's paid for. I got a '06 <laughs> vet. I got a, I got a Corvette, and uh, so it's all right. It's like it's not that hard getting. I can get out of it better than getting in it. It's like it's a fat man squeezed in a little tiny suit or something, but. It's fun to drive, and it don't cost me nothing except for insurance every month. So everybody's like, why don't you get a new car? I'm like, I'm like, my car's paid for, and I think I got 47,000 miles on it. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm good. Good. <laughs> I'm That's good. smart. That's real smart. Yeah, I don't like bills. I don't like bills. Uh, uh-uh. I mean, I, I don't want to owe money to anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, plus, I'm, you know, I'm looking. I'm still, still up in the air on after three years, we'll see. Everybody's like, "You ain't going nowhere." Does that work? I'm like, "I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how I feel in three years." Because I only, I got three three left, and I can I can walk with thirty years. So we'll see. I know if I do do that, yep. I'm a whole lot more freer. I'm having zero restrictions on my podcast <laughs> so, Correct. I was gonna say you'll really you'll really jump yeah, up a level then. Because somebody said, "Well, what you gonna do if you retire? You just can't sit around." I said, "Well, fuck. I, said, I don't know. I might put shit out every day then." <laughs> You never know. There's a, there's a lot of fucked up shit. I mean, I can't tell stories that whole time, but I can sure talk shit about all this shit in the news every damn day, uh, and give exactly. my give my my redneck opinion on it. So, so there's no shortage of that. That's for sure. No. Well, we are we are we actually did good on time. Yeah. Uh, so, 
I, I really appreciate. I'm glad I got to see you too. He, and, oh, by the way, Dan here actually knows what I look like for real now because I turned my filter off because <laughs> we're on Skype. Oh, why don't you tell us about your business before we get out of here? So I'm the owner and operator of Burley Boards. That is B-U-R-L-Y Boards. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can go to burleyboardshop.com. I make anything from cutting boards to tables to custom butcher block countertops. Uh, you name it, you dream it, I can build it. So I'll make sawdust, uh, I'll make sawdust for a living. That's what I tell people, <laughs> basically. Make sawdust for a living and turn dust into dollars. What hang up. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. You got me. You got you got my number. You can text me now, uh, and you got my Skype at number also. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Oh yeah, we appreciate it. You get get me listen to yourself tomorrow when I put the episode out. (laughs) Oh y'all, y'all won't hear it. Uh, uh, I don't even want to say it, but I I got an escort tomorrow uh, for extra duty, making some extra money. You know, I may just it's. Not a big one. We only got one float, so I might live stream it. So I don't know. We'll see. Like I did some of them other ones. But uh, anyway, I appreciate everybody listening. If you're still here after, you know, the hour. And uh, like I said, like and subscribe. Come join us on Facebook. Got the private group also. Uh, you have to ask to get my ask me, see if I approve you to be a, a member. I post extra shit in there. Try to. People have conversations. You know, other than that, uh, Remember to smile, because uh, Iceman could always be behind you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.